Welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash. We're diving into everyday conversations on business operations, managing and organizing your projects, systems, virtual events, team productivity, and so much more. Our guests sit down with Ashley to talk about their lives, lessons, losses, and the systems that have built their businesses. Let's get into the show. And now, your host, Ashley Schuler. Ashley Schuler. Yes, today's episode features execution strategist, event producer, and owner of the Digital Jane, Alice Foy. Welcome, everyone, to Conversations with Ask Ash. And I'm so super, super excited for you to meet Alice Foy of the Digital Jane. Alice, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Ashley. Oh, this is going to be such a fantastic interview for those that are listening. Uh, I have known digitally the Digital Jane. <laughs> for about a year now and we are in the same systems and operation space but i have loved the way the digital jane as a collective their content the way they're able to serve their clients the information that they're putting out there and in fact you know they just put out a awesome rebrand and i want to dig into that alice but i first definitely want to get the story like how how'd you get where you where you at right now where you actually have a rebrand. Yeah. How long is your podcast? (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Yeah. So I am um, originally from Chicago. I have done a lot of things and I like to say that the collective of all the things that I've done in my career adds to the the toolkit that I have and that I use in order for us to serve our clients. So um, I originally wanted to be a nurse and I love to start with that because it's so left field, it's so different, but I wanted to be a nurse and I wanted to study gerontology. And so I ended up not getting into a nursing program, ended up landing into marketing and then events. Um, in small capacities. And then long story short, 2016, packed up, moved to LA um, and started to produce, uh, to pursue even production full time. Um, so with the in, the, in addition to what I've done in my freelance career as a producer with larger brands, I have also been at the same time since 2013, building out a network of, um, building out a network for black women where we are hosting these intimate events, we are fellowshipping, we are networking, we're doing all of the things. And that vision has manifested itself in different ways in different seasons. So the Digital Jane was me seeing a need in the in the market, basically growing alongside so many women who started in business with me, but their businesses took off and now they need more support in order to get to that next point. Um, so I was like, you know, there's a need. And I know all these other women who are like, I went to college and I did the thing and now I want more control over my time. I want freedom. I want flexibility. And that's how we got to this moment. Oh, that is awesome. Awesome. So you're putting together, not really putting together, you, you're managing, you're leading um, these events. And, you know, so I, I want you to kind of walk me through some of these earlier years of that. You kind of, you know, kind of, what is the phrase they say, you know, cut your teeth or whatever into, into that space. How was that for you? Like, what was those first projects like? Um, the first projects with the Digital Jane? Oh, with, um, oh, with um, some of your, uh, like your virtual event, like your oh, events. Mm-hmm. That you okay. Yeah. So first events, the first ones that I did for myself, I did a speed network. I did a, a vision board party and it was in like a lounge and I had, 
I sold out 50 tickets. I sold them for like $10. And it was amazing. I had it was amazing on the level that I knew to produce at that time. And that's the first little gem. It's like, be happy. And, you know, you can do amazing things with the resources that you have access to right now. And so with the resources that I had, I was able to put on this vision board party in 2013. Vision boards were kind of becoming a thing in the Black community, but it wasn't really. You know what I mean? I was so surprised that so many people had shown up and I had speakers and I had sponsors and it was great. And that was the first time that I had started to build community with Black businesses because everything that was sponsored was sponsored by a Black woman-owned business. You know, all of my attendees were Black women who brought their spouses or their girlfriends with them and it was great. And so I just continued with that. And I think um, with all of my earlier projects like that in the Speed Network event that I did, it was like I saw a vision where I wanted to create something that I wish existed because in Chicago at that time, a lot of the networking events and things that were happening weren't by us. You know, we would maybe be in the room, but it wasn't a dedicated space for us to feel um, like the content was, you know, for us, you know. And so um, that's basically what I did on, on small levels. And then I started a book club with 25 women and I, you know, just kept doing different versions, but it was all the same, the same dream. That is awesome. I mean, I, I love this theme of networking and community and building. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think about the the digital Jane, I, I certainly get that sense in terms of content, in terms of the brand. What, what, how is that important in terms of you know that process when you when you all started redeveloping and re sort of revamping uh, in terms of the business? How how did that play a role into it? Yeah, I mean, networking and building relationships is an age old concept. You know. They all of the when you think about um, Black Wall Street and like other other successful times when when people were able to keep resources in their communities, um, it was all based around the ability to network and build community and relationships. So I'm not talking about just generic networking. Hey, here's my business card. And then you never follow up. I'm talking about actually follow, you know, scheduling coffee dates, being intentional with your with your time and the way that you approach people and the way that you build the relationship. So um, that has always been very important to me. And I first started to really learn about the importance when I was a venue um, and sales event manager at the Parkway Ballroom in Chicago. And the owner was black and he had a whole community, not just of all black, of black people, but he had developed an entire community of people who would support him intentionally, all of his businesses. And he would consciously buy from certain vendors, consciously buy from certain. And so I just started to see the importance of it and the way that it made a difference to the bottom line. And I wanted to, I'm like, I'm going to try to find a way to do even more of what I've already been trying to do, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just been, I like I said, I think it manifests itself different in different seasons of my career and the things that I try to do. That's uh yeah, I really like that. You know, like you said, it's in this aspect of being intentional about, you know, who that you're networking with and like what that impact is like. 
And, you know, I want to switch over into um, talking about time management, um, because I know that, you know, inside of your business, you are giving back um, time. (laughs) And so, you know, tell us about like, what what do you hear from your clients in terms of when they are coming to you? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what what, what are they looking for? They are struggling with, with, you know, the up level, you know, they are, they can feel that they're on the brink of the next big thing and they're trying to get more time back into their day. So I always start with um, what are three things that you that you can take off your plate right now, right? And my follow-up question is, do you have time to collaborate? Do you have time to give feedback? Do you have time to send over action items? Because some people are so busy that they have kind of created a, um, a routine that doesn't allow them to be thorough with follow-up or be thorough with things. And so uh, we're always aiming to give them more of their time back. So at the end of the week, we send over time reports. And with, um, yeah, the the girls will put like, you saved seven hours and 53 minutes with the digital Jane to let them know that they got time back and how important that is. And they're like, wow. So some of our clients are like, you saved me way more time than that because I didn't have to figure out that system. I didn't have to figure out how to build out that process. And so um, as a woman who I'm, I own the Digital Jane, but I'm, I'm also an employee of the Digital Jane, I like to say that I have to manage my time in ways that are divided. You know, I have project time. I have business operations time where I'm focusing on the business. I have sales time. You know, I have creative time. It's like all these, you know, things. If you hire contractors, you still have to spend time with your bookkeeper or with whoever is helping you. And right. so um, it's really being intentional about the time that, that you spend in the way that you um map out your day, you know, so I kind of create buckets for, for myself that allows some flow and it's not so rigorous where I feel like I can't, you know, flex if I need to, exactly. but I do create buckets of time for myself where I focus on certain things. That's good because, you know, you have that balance of either doing stuff for yourself or family or, you know, you're getting the things that are necessary. So, you know, as someone who, you know, you you lead a team and you're collaborating a lot, you know, tell us about even like the coordination of how you all um, sort of operate. What are some of the philosophies uh, because you have a great team yeah. uh, that you work with. You are awesome. Hey, digital team. Y'all hear this? Um, no, so we, I like to say that we are your collaboration crew, right? So inst- even though we have, with our clients, we assign um, one of our team members to the client, we still work very closely internally. So if I'm better at this thing than the person who's assigned, they'll be like, hey, Alice, I'm working on X. Do you have time? And we will work on it internally and it still gets filtered through the person who's sending it off. So I like to say that one of our our philosophies is you're never on an island alone. You always have support. You never have to just struggle through something and think you can't ask questions. Um, they, they always say when, when they're first hired on, they're like, I was afraid to ask you. And I'm like, I should be the last person that you're afraid to ask questions to. You know, think of me as your team member and not your boss. Because when it comes down to it, our clients' results is number one. You know, and I, would, I want everyone to feel fully supported. So I would say collaboration is like number one. Um, and then just thoroughness. I think um, starting with the intention of excellence is 
I'll use the word intention a lot because it's my favorite word. But I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I'm a very thorough person. And so when I when I think about our client, the processes that we map out for our clients and stuff, I always let them know, you know, that we are, you know, we're into the details. We're in the details business. I used to say that in events. And it's carried over into the way that I approach running the Digital Jane. I care about the details, about the small things that our clients don't always have time to spend on, you know. Um, And so, yeah, collaboration, caring about the details and then just getting things done, you know, really creating a space where women are, are able to get the support that they need no matter what season they're in. Um, we're all in different, our packages are so are customizable because no business is the same. You know, you can right. start with a focus and then let's customize a niche down exactly what you need. So um, I would say those are the three. that really. No, that's good. This aspect of, of thoroughness and collaboration is so key because, uh, you know, when I'll be working with clients and, you know, I say this is a collaborative experience mm-hmm. because you'll be seeing things from one lens and I'll be seeing things from a different lens. And so that's where you kind of get that sweet spot where you can kind of be able to to merge those two worlds together. And so in this new year um, of new year, new me, new, new things, Tell us about like like launches and your experience with that. I know every you know everybody's having some, like really cool like <laughs> have really cool things going on like yeah. courses and podcasts mm-hmm. and services and whatnot. What you know? Tell us about you know launching and what's been your experience with that. It is such a beautiful time. I just want to say that I'm so proud of the women who are launching and are being you know. Um, just bold in the way that they're approaching launches and looking for the resources. You know, you may not be in a position where you can hire a team to do it for you, but I see a lot of women sharing content about systems, about freebies, how to, like, it's it's a great time where I feel like people are looking for the resources. They don't want to just show up halfway. Like, they want to show up all the way now. And I Absolutely. love the space that we're in now. Um, in terms of our clients, we have launched specific clients, you know, and um, a lot of them have that they have dates that they're they're working towards. So we do work back schedules based on where they're what the date is and what we need to do to get there. And I just love that um, a lot of our clients are surprised all of the work that it really takes that goes into a launch, all of the systems, all of the documents that yes. have created, all the things that have to be drafted in advance, you know, in order to make that well oiled machine go, you know. Um, so I think launches are, it's going to be a big thing for, for 2021, especially since a lot of people for the first time had time in 2020 to work on things that they may not have been able to work working full time outside of the, the house. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot more launches. Yeah, I, I absolutely think so too. You know, this is the season where, you know, people you know, gathered information, they were crafting. And so now we're just going to see Roll all up. these things just be yes. put out there. And this is going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's going to be, like you said, really cool to see all of these things that manifest. 
Uh, you brought up a, a key word in terms of people sharing resources and systems. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you find um, the either the right system for or a right process for someone? Because it's not going to be like the same for you know client X that it would be for client Y. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, wh- you know, what do you tell your clients when they say, okay, I'm gonna, I want to use this system or like I want to put this process in? You know, what's your response to that? Well, I always find out first what are their what are their capabilities, right? So how comfortable are you? What have you used before? Maybe you downloaded a free trial of something, you tried something, you clicked around, just trying to get um, a gauge of how tech savvy they are before we throw them into a system. Um, second is like, what is their, what do they need? Like, what is the, what are they hoping to achieve? And then that helps me to map out. I start every client with a roadmap to know, okay, this is the capabilities that this system needs. Um, and then I normally off the top of my head can go, oh, she needs ClickUp versus Asana or whatever. But there are some times where like more recently, I had a client who was debating um, Thrivecart over Sam's card, Sam card. And so, you know, and the similarities are neck and neck, but there are some small things like upselling, bumping an offer that she wanted to be able to do. Um, and so it's, it's always just finding exactly what they, they need and finding a system that can support exactly what that is. Um, and then also being thorough in the way that we set it up and then recording some sort of video, a loom or something to walk them through what they need to know in case they have, um, you know, any need for that. And then SOPs if, if they need that as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. This aspect of really being so super thorough in understanding what's the need, but also like what's that end goal that you're that you're looking towards, and being able to step back from the tech, I think is is super important because oftentimes and I've done it myself. We're just going to dive into the tool, and I need to separate myself from the tool. Like, let's not look at it. Yeah. Let's go and look at where is my destination. Uh-huh. Um, and I like this aspect of this roadmap piece of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the best way for 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 us, I'm not going to because everyone has their own way. But for us, we start with we start with the client goals and OK, these are the goals. These are the things that need to happen. OK, what are the fun- what are the functionalities or capabilities that this system needs to have? And that just helps us to kind of work backwards into, OK, that's Asana or that's whatever. We don't use Asana. But just as an example, that's, you know, kind of how I approach the process. And it's worked really well um, because early on, I think I wanted to just recommend the thing that I love, you know, and our clients are in Trello, but I love other systems. But I'm still staying with Trello because it's more user friendly for our clients on different levels. So, um, yeah, it just it's, it's a lot tech. You can't let tech be. The thing that holds you up, you know, you want to find a solution. Don't be afraid to try a 30 day trial. Um, If you need more time to kind of see if it's a fit for you beyond the 30 days. A lot of times if you reach out to the company, they'll give you an extension before you make an investment. Um, I love to try new systems, but you don't always need systems on top of systems on top of systems. Just be intentional with the ones that you start with. That's so true because it can be a bit of a, like a system overload for sure, and then complicating the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to um, the aspect of 
you know, either like managing, um, managing like projects, because, you know, you guys do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how does, you know, how does that play a role in, you know, when you said get stuff done, you said that earlier. Yeah. Um, so while you have the thoroughness, some people might think, oh, well, you know, are they like slow about stuff? But that's because thoroughness does not mean that at all. No. Um, so tell us about like the road to GSD, hashtag GSD, yeah. get stuff done. Yes. So for us, it just means, I don't think thoroughness, a lot of people may think thoroughness means that the the timeline is going to be slow, but it's not at all. It's more so if you do it right the first time, you know, if you you take your good time, you do it right the first time, that's what I mean by thorough. It's not just hurrying up and knocking something out to get it off your plate. Your clients know when you're doing that. You know, we we, th- we may think, oh, if I told her I was going to send it at noon and I knock it out at 1130, she will never know. But you, she probably will if the delivery isn't that great. So for us, it's being, since I'm a planner by nature, I'm a planner and I love logistics. Hello. I'm always planning. You know, I'm always planning. We, we set intentional due dates. We, we, we make sure that we are... Um, collaborating. If someone is, their schedule may be a little bit busy with projects. Let's hand it off. Let's give it to someone else instead of letting it sit, you know? Um, So for me, I think um, making sure that things are getting done efficiently, effectively, that's the best way to approach that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, being able to see what the deadline is and being able to say, all right, here are our our project phases. Here's where the tasks are and being able to get everybody on the same page. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, the the client's um, expectation, whatever we, whatever intent, whatever expectation we set with the client, whatever date we've agreed to, that's what matters. Right. So I'm not going to say to tomorrow if I know it's a three-day project. And I think the disappointment that a lot of people want to be people pleasers, and they just want to say, yes, 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 yes. But I can almost guarantee that the disappointment of something, a, dead, a missed deadline or, you know, a delayed turnaround without notice is more disappointing, you know? So I would rather be, you know, straight up, hey, this is something that's take us 48 hours. We can turn it around. Um, and that works really well. So with bigger projects, it's always breaking it down into what categories these these tasks fall within, the deadlines for each of those individual tasks, and how each of those individual task deadlines um, play a role into the bigger project being done. Um, and then also allow draft date. So our first deadline date is our internal draft date. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Those are not the client's date. So that's not when the client sees it. It's when we review it before it goes to the client. So I want to make sure that people know that when you work with the digital Jane, you, I, as the execution strategist, act almost as if as your additional support, your additional support to make sure that things are all the T's across the I's are dotted before it even gets to you. Um, and it takes the pressure off of a lot of the back and forth that comes with working with virtual teams. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. The internal yeah. uh, deadline. I want people to to have that sink into their souls because that is super, super important uh, to have that because there's also leaves enough buffer time yeah. in case there is something, you know, because things happen, you know, we can't, you know, always predict. And so having that buffer time allows you to get to the goal and to the destination. Exactly. <laughs> One of the topics that I'm hearing a lot about is is client experience. And 
really making sure that's streamlined. That's what I'm doing for myself. Um, and I'm working with someone who's, who's helping me with that. And so, you know, in your, in, in your business, are you seeing that a lot? Is, is, are, is client experience something that is popping up? Yeah, no, not, not enough. So I would love to talk about, you know, client experience more than we are. Um, I think that there's a lot of talk about scaling to six figures. There's a lot of talk about six to seven figures. There's not enough talk about once you actually get all of those clients, how are you serving them? Um, And so I have been on the other end of that where I was excited to work with someone. I got to work with someone and then it wasn't as great as what I would have hoped. Um, just because her capacity wasn't, you know, she just didn't have time to really give that thorough experience. Um, and it means a lot to me. And I, I want um, service providers to know that your clients aren't just looking for the core work, the thing that they pay you for. They want the overall experience to be cohesive and also at the same caliber of the core work or service that you provide. Um, and so for me, um, I learned a lot of my um, client management and client service experiences from working with brands, from working with large companies as an as an event producer. Um, and so I just rolled, tucked and rolled all that right into the digital chain. Um, and we've gotten so many compliments about the way that we onboard, the way that we offboard, um, the way that we manage our communication. And so it's a consistent thread in the company. And I was like, you know what? I should probably teach this. <laughs> so we're actually, um, one of our signature courses is Mastering Your Client Service Experience. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> that's that's really exciting. So being able to teach entrepreneurs really from cradle to grade, yes. so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, what does it mean to have the client experience? And I know that it's not just solely, you know, these key components that we're hearing, which is, you know, either discovery call and the client onboarding and offboarding. And that all, those are key components to it. But there's other things mm-hmm. as I'm learning and I'm growing too. I'm like writing things down. I'm like, yeah, I need to make sure that this is in order. And then, and so it's a, there's definitely a, a, a growth to the client experience. Um, can you, do you mind giving us even like a sneak peek of just even some of the topics that you may yeah. be talking about? Um, so it, it's really, it's really tailored to the business owner. Um, so depending on what your services are, we map out exactly what that, what that client's journey should be. So I would definitely, um, we, we start with a one-on-one, it's a half-day training. So it's a little intensive, but I want to yeah, make sure that we're touching all the points and that the work and the, the mapping is being done in real time. Um, it's also being, so just the discovery college is one component, but after you're ready to onboard, what does that journey look like? How quickly are, is that process? You know, um, how, what does the start to end point of your client journey look like? You know, how long should it take you to do the work or the package that they're hiring you for? And how does that play a role? So total time spent for this client journey to be what? And I don't think we, we were selling a lot of packages, but do you know how long it's taking you to execute on these packages. And that should help you determine the number of clients that you take. So it's a whole, it's a lot of layers. And so with the training, um, which I actually have my first one next Tuesday, 
Um, oh, congratulations. Yes, I was excited <laughs> to really dive in and to be a resource because um, it is something that can be, you can elevate as you go. You know, you can get better and better and better. But I think it's important to just start with what you want your client to feel outside of the work and the deliverables. What do, what experience do you want them to have with your company? Um, and I think that's important. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. It's really, what is it that you want them to walk away from? Not just this X person, you know, was able to do the work, you, you know, from the first point of contact yes. all the way through mm-hmm. it was seamless, yes. I, you know, and having all the emotions and everything all wrapped up um, in a bow, yes. uh, so to speak. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And I look for, uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing more uh, great uh, testimonials from that because that's going to be super impactful, you know, especially since, you know, we're in this, um, this COVID season that we're in of all things virtual um, many there's going to be all different types of touch points that are going on I want to talk a little bit about trends that you may be seeing um, right now in terms of you know where your business is positioned and what you're seeing with with clients um, in terms of what you're seeing in 2021 any type of trends that you're seeing um, I would say trend wise I think like what we spoke about a lot of people are just wanting what they're ready to launch you know they're ready for that for that next level they're learning how to delegate. I think um, we're in a time where I'm seeing the word delegate way more than I yes, do. Uh, sure. People are learning the value of outsourcing. They're learning the value of delegating. And so um, I love that it has moved from uh, thinking about it in, in ter- inside of your house, you know, housekeeping and maybe a grocery service or a laundry service and now into your business in a way that it supports you. Um, I think delegation is one of the biggest trends and people are just like ready to build teams and go. Um, I also see a lot of people focusing on, um, you know, hiring. Yep. I see a lot of hiring talk. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think I've seen definitely the same things. Um, and so then I want to really circle back into the beginning of our, our conversation in terms of what did it feel like, you know, relaunching the website um, of the Digital Jane um, and just kind of walk us through the walk us through that process, you know, of, hey, team, we about to do this thing. Yes. <laughs> so in June, in June of 2020, I contacted Tiffany of the M. Rose Agency. And she is known in the industry for rebranding. She does amazing personal branding websites and relaunches for companies, uh, women-owned companies. And so I've been, I spoke on a panel with Tiffany probably three years ago. Um, and then we just kept watching. I was like, oh, I can't afford your investment right now, but I'm going to keep an eye on you, right? And so soon, I finally had the call with her. I did not reach out until I was ready. Um, had the call with her and we got started. And I think the initial thought was, oh, this will just be a few months and we'll be ready to go and we'll get more clients. But it came to a point where it was like, oh, this is going to take a little bit longer um, because as we were getting all the branding and the visual stuff together, we were also working in the back end. So I was redoing um, our Dubsado system and, you know, restructuring the way that our Google Drive is set up, just all of the things right. from the inside out. 
Um, and so it was a very, um, in some moments, overwhelming process because I am a person where I have a vision and I want it to look like the vision. And then I got to a place and I think about September where I started to release control. And I was just like, she's an expert for a reason. She's doing this thing for a reason. Right. We let go, you know, and allow her to do her process. Um, and so the feeling on the day of was incredible because I would say after months and months of fine tuning and making changes and switching out pictures and doing all the things, the energy that was coming back to me was it's like I can't even describe it. It was, it was yeah, it was like hundreds of people on the website, um, you know, people sending love, reposting, you shared it, thank you so much. Like just yeah. All of the energy that I was so worried about and so nervous about was finally out into the world and then it was coming back. Um, and so it really meant a lot to me. And it's just our first, this is, we haven't even been in business all a whole year yet. It'll be officially a full year in April. So for Stop it. Yes. Yes. So this is, um, this is, it means a lot to me right now. Oh, I mean, super, super awesome. And, you know, one of the things I loved about the process was dropping the fact that, you know, you guys were doing the the rebrand. And so I would see the, seeing the pictures, you're like, it's coming. And so you would have like, you have like the pictures. And I was like, okay, I was like, I mean, this is like a thing, you know, like, I mean, I already know that like rebrands are big, but like, but see, you kept all of us like in the loop. Like, that's really how. I felt. I yeah. felt like we were in the loop. So once, and then when I saw you and the team live, I was like tuning in. I was like, oh, I said, let me exit what I was doing. I was like, what's the team talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I know that they were super excited. Yeah, was were. that like the first time that they've kind of been through that experience too? Yeah. Yes. And so it was new for, for all of us. And I think we were trying to get to a place where um, I, I, I wish I could see it from other people's lens because I was even becoming kind of jaded in the and I'm like, I don't know if this is it. We maybe <laughs> this whole thing is you know, but once other people saw it, it kind of reassured me that it's a great start. You know, it's a great start to what I hope to build on. Um, and so every they were all super excited. Um, I'm happy that they're coming from behind the scenes, you know. People are always like, Alice, Alice, but I don't do all the work and I don't want to be, I don't want people to think that I do. I have an amazing team of women who show up every single day for our clients and they do amazing work. So it's just, it's been great. That's, ah, no, that's spectacular. That is awesome. (laughs) Um, So Alice, um, I'd love to, for you to just close out with some thoughts in terms of for entrepreneurs that, especially those that are looking to scale um, and, you know, what's the message for, for the overwhelmed solopreneur, you know, that person that is like looking for help, but may not be able to say like, I need help. Right. Um, what, you know, you know, what would you say uh, to that woman that's out there? Well, I would definitely say that help is sometimes more affordable than we think it is. Um, you don't have to, I I always tell people, if you're not ready to hire maybe a whole company, there are individuals who offer virtual assistance, you know, um, that could be more affordable. Second, 
decide, you know, sit down, write down a list and find out exactly what you need and then try to see who's in your network that may be able to help and support you. Um, doing it yourself is not a bad thing. As people are starting to talk more about out, um, outsourcing and delegating and all those things, if you're still in a season where you have to still do a lot of things yourself, don't be discouraged. You know, a lot of us are still um, self-employed, you know, and working in our, our businesses. So don't be discouraged. Find the resources that you need. There's a lot of webinars, you know, a lot of trainings. Um, you know, you can always put yourself in a position to learn what you need to learn. And if you do still need help, there are, you know, people in probably already in your network that know the things that you need to know in order to get to your next level. Don't be overwhelmed. Businesses are overwhelming. There's a lot of moving pieces. We all get overwhelmed. Um, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, even with a team, I'm still overwhelmed some days. Um, so that doesn't go away. It just changes, if that makes sense. So um, prioritize yourself and put some self-care in there. Sprinkle some some downtime to allow oh, your brain to rest. Yeah, that's super important. Uh, well, Alice, this has just been so incredible um, interviewing you and hearing about the team and the journey. Uh, tell us where people can follow up with The Digital Jane. Of course. So you can find us online at thedigitaljane.com. Um, all of our services, our client testimonials uh, about our team, it's all there. Um, we are also on Instagram, um, The Digital Jane, um, Twitter, and LinkedIn, all the same handles. Um, we're on Facebook as well, don't really use it too much. And then if you have any questions about services or if you'd like to schedule a consultation, you can also shoot us a direct email um, to um admin at the digital Awesome, Alice. And so we're going to have all of that information in the show notes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to go back and double back and listen to this interview. Um, and we just thank you, uh, Alice. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And so um, we'll be catching up soon. And so until next time, guys, thanks. Thank you guys for tuning into Conversations with Ask Ash. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Ask Ash. Please be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and follow Ashley on social media at Ashley Schuler underscore. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y. S-H-U-L-E-R underscore.